Hi, welcome to another episode of The Leadership Enigma. In fact, welcome back. Or are you seeing us or listening to us for the first time? If so, welcome. And also check out the new YouTube channel. Now, there might only be a few videos on there at the moment, but we're cranking through over 90 hours of back catalogue episodes. So that's pretty exciting stuff too. Now, come back to me just after this, where I'll be talking to the wonderful Kate Waterfall-Hill in relation to really leading a small business or perhaps being a small consultancy or even a sole contributor. And how do we actually work with those big monolithic companies and how do actually you do everything all at once in order to be successful so many questions so many conundrums and as always i need someone who's far wiser than me come back to me just after this you're listening to the leadership enigma powered by transform performance international a podcast for the insatiably curious to explore the power of human-centered leadership to create real momentum for positive and sustainable change. Whether you're an entrepreneur, business owner, or corporate executive, each week we speak to global experts, academics, rising stars, ambitious upstarts, and disruptors as we discover that success leaves clues. Now, here's your host, Adam Pacifico. So welcome back, and it's a big warm welcome to Kate. Thank you very much for coming to the studio for The Leadership Enigma. How are you? I'm very, very well, thank you. Now, I gave a little bit of an intro there, which I hope planted the seed in relation to us focusing on small and medium businesses or people who are in those boutiques or are just starting up or in the highly entrepreneurial space. But just Mm. tell us a little bit about your background first. Well, I'm just actually passionate about business. I've, I've always loved it. Um, my dad used to call board meetings when we had a family get together to decide what we were going to eat for supper or something like that. And it's just in my blood and I love it. Um, and so, yeah, 30 years I've been doing this sort of thing, advising small businesses. I ran a sports marketing and PR agency um, for somebody else. I was the managing director of a, of a company um, for 15 years. And I've been doing my own thing for 15 years, advising other small businesses. And it's just I just lights me up. I just love it. Now, I know a real focus for you is the leadership piece uh, yeah. and working in that environment. So, I mean, this is the leadership enigma. What, what's the passion for the focus on leadership? Why? Why do we bother? But why do you bother? Oh, because it has such an impact on everybody else. And we spend so much time working. Um, you know, we should try and enjoy it if we can. I mean, it's a bit of a miserable life if you go to work really feeling like you hate it all day. Um, We've all been there. Absolutely. I mean, that, that horrible, sicky feeling on a Sunday night's not good, is it? Um, and I think it's partly to do with how the leader shows up. So if the leader's enjoying it um, and, you know, is passionate about it and has a purpose and knows the purpose of the business yeah. and can, you know, help the other people in the business understand their purpose and their role within it, then it makes the world go round. I did a keynote actually on Monday and it was to 300 leaders and I, and I love those events they're great fire and there's lots of energy and the pressure's on as well in order to try and really engage with people as, as best you can in that kind of environment but I want to share with you kind of some of the questions that we were talking about because I'd love your thoughts on this you know we talked a little bit about why is leadership important to their organization but why is leadership important to you because I also think it's really personal and I say to people it's personal to me because I remember, and many people have heard me say this, and I've written about this as well, that my, my mentor, when I got my first leadership role as a young lawyer, turned around and said to me, the children of the people you lead will know your name. And in what context is up to you. Now, I, I've got kids, and you've got kids, and let's be honest, our kids know our boss's name. So this is personal. <laughs> yeah. So what does leadership mean to you in a, in a really personal way? 
Um, I think I could probably sum it up by how I felt when I had my first ever performance appraisal. Do you remember that back in, you know... I don't it's, want to say yeah. how long ago, but anyway. Um. <laughs> trust, trust me. <laughs> I aged myself the other day when I think I said something. Someone said, that went out about 20 years ago. And yeah, I thought, yeah. oh, I've done it again, haven't I? But yeah, Easily done. But I remember that sort of sense of um, you know anticipation and yep. nervousness about going and seeing my boss. And so I was in a... Um, PR agency then and had my account director and the managing director doing my appraisal yeah. you, know, you can imagine how nervous I was I was 23 yeah. or something and they they were they, they were they were very kind and funny and they took the mickey out of me a little bit and told me I was doing a good job and I got a promotion so it was all fantastic okay. but I remember going in there absolutely like and coming out thinking right I know where I'm going but I know that other people and other times I've had appraisals yeah. you don't have that and and you you don't get any direction. You don't get any any sort of sense that you're important to that to that person. So I think leadership is so important because not only are you setting a strategy and you're deciding on the products or services you offer and you're looking at the finances. Yeah. You've got lots to do, particularly in a small business. But the impact you have on the lives, as you said, of the of the people uh, who you work with, not only the the team, but also the suppliers and the contractors and the consultants um, and your customers, obviously, and your other stakeholders. Yeah. You know, you, you have such an influence to, to make on on you know on how that product or service goes, but also how the people feel about it when they're working there. And it's just really important to me. And there's a massive role modelling piece here, isn't there? Because you know, like the event on Monday, the CEO opened it. And many people take their lead from their leadership. And yeah. it might not just be the CEO, it might be their, their line manager in itself. Uh, and so it you know, really resonates. I go back to our conversation with, with John Amici, who said leadership is the promise of a lived experience for those around you. And, and again, I think that's really telling mm. in relation to actually we create an environment which people exist in for the majority of their day. Yeah. And if that's not an attractive, welcoming, inclusive environment, then that's a pretty crappy experience Absolutely. for people. And we've seen, haven't we, with the pandemic, that people will vote, for their, vote with their feet, yeah. and then away they go. Yeah. But let's talk a little bit about you know, your role at the moment as an independent, and also you've worked in small boutiques. And I've been in this position as well, and I know it's difficult, but tell me a little bit about, because I want listeners to understand, we're not always focusing on large corporates, but yeah. leadership in, in all its various guises, uh, you know, in sectors, levels, geographies, we want to have... A very eclectic mix. And in fact, you reached out to us. Let me just give some context. You reached out and actually said, could I come in and chat to you about in relation to SME leadership and when you're you're small but you're working with the monolithic clients? And I just thought, that, yeah, I, I, God, I remember that. That's, that's incredibly difficult. So tell us a little bit, of, firstly, about what's it like to be in a small boutique or an independent where you're having to do everything all at once? It's very, very challenging, but very exciting at the same time because you're in control of it. So, you know, the, the, I always sort of say when I'm uh, recruiting people, which I do as well as, as uh, doing leadership coaching, um, when I'm recruiting people who've maybe been in a big company, a BT or a Vodafone or something, and I'm recruiting them for a telecoms consultancy, for right. instance, the, the difference is that you have the chance to make an impact. You have the agility and the flexibility to make decisions, and then they actually happen. Um, rather than having to go through you know loads and loads of uh, rigmarole that you do with the uh, bigger organisations, so that sort of um, yeah the, the the upside of being in a small organisation is just exhilarating and, and fun. But you're yeah, right, it's you know it's juggling. I was going to say juggling plates and spinning balls, but I meant the other way around. Um, that too. <laughs> that That's too. probably a good description of <laughs> it. Actually. Probably feels like that actually. <laughs> yeah, yeah. How do you anyway? Um, so uh, yeah, and there's all that sort of stuff. But you're also you know probably trying to make macaroni cheese for your six year old at the same time, and you know everything else. 
which is going on. So the whole sort of the whole juggle is is uh, a challenge for for. Uh, owners of small businesses but also leaders in small businesses to sort of work out what to do next and my my sort of key thing when I'm coaching people is to talk to them about their time and how they spend their time and be very mindful and intentional about how they spend their time and what I talk to them about is how they spend time on themselves to make sure that they they are learning and growing and developing and they've got um, some sort of support system around them to help them with that Um, because you you know if you're not the best version of yourself then you're not going to be the best version for your team or your family and everybody else that old thing about the oxygen mask you know you've got to have wear it first um and then you've got to make sure that you've got time to, to think strategically because if you're just in the weeds all the time then um you know who knows where you're going you know you could be sort of uh, you know hoping you're going to to manchester and before you know where you are you're going to leeds because you you know you haven't looked up and lo- looked at the directions um and, and just change the strategy according to the economy or the customer demand or whatever it might be um but the, probably the thing I'm most passionate about is making sure you make time for the team. Because if you've got people around you, whether they're freelancers or, or team members or suppliers, you know, you, you're going to have somebody around you. Even if you're a solopreneur, you're going to have, um, I hate that expression, by the way. But if you are a solo entrepreneur, then yeah. you're going to have an accountant or you're going to have a, you know, a, maybe a virtual assistant or something. Everybody you interact with needs to understand what they're there for. So how, imp- uh, no, forgive me, because th- this is a really important point. How important is it then for someone who is building a business or has a very small team to actually take the time out in their diary to have these conversations and build these relationships as opposed to just doing, 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 doing and chasing a tail feather? Well, my view is that if you keep chasing all the time, then, as I say, you you lose the direction, but also you could really easily burn out. And and the thing with burning out is that, you know, you do, you know, the, the people say you hit a wall. The wall doesn't tell you it's coming. You know, there's no whistle. There's no sort of alarm bell that sort of says, you know, if you don't, you know, I mean, you, other people will probably see it because yeah. they'll see you're tired and maybe a bit cranky and you're not sleeping that well mm. and you're not yourself. But you don't notice it when you're in it because you're so busy. Yes. Um, and it seems like, you know, it's a, you know, if you're very passionate about your business, it's easy to get sucked into it. But if you don't take time to look after yourself, look after your team, look after the strategy, then as I say, this wall will hit you right in the face and you won't even know what's hit you and you'll be out of action. So you'll be no good to anyone. I think we've seen it play out, haven't we? Even this week, was it the, the Prime Minister of New Zealand who's yeah. just said there's nothing else in the tank? Yeah. And actually, in some ways, that's a very brave thing to just say. And we're all human. Mm. And if there's nothing in the tank, then you've got to look after number one. Yeah. You've actually got to protect yourself and protect you know, your, your family environment as well. Yeah. So that's a courageous decision, without a doubt. I also say to people, I'm sometimes at events and someone says, well, is this whole leadership thing relevant to me? Because I don't have anyone reporting to me. And here's what I say to them, and then tell me what you think, Kate. So, So critique me. I always say this is super important. Because every single day, especially in the current environment with matrix organizations and there's no boundaries and data and internet, and now I do sound like an old fogey. But with everything that's going on, I say to everyone, you are leading. You are inspiring, communicating, galvanizing, and empowering and leading people over which you have absolutely no direct authority. And you're doing it all the time. Mm. And actually, you are creating a culture or an experience around you. You are leading. Mm. You don't have to have direct reports. 
to be a leader. What, what are your thoughts Absolutely. when I say that? I, I, couldn't, I couldn't agree with you more. I mean, everybody is a leader, hopefully, of their own lives. Yeah. You know, you, you well, know, it you starts can... with self. It has got to, right? Absolutely. You're making decisions, again, as I said earlier, about how you spend your time and whether you spend your time, you know, scrolling through social media or, or you're actually learning something and, and, you know, looking up something that's interesting and, yeah. and useful to you and, and, and progressing in your career or, or in your thinking is, is you know, is a choice. You know, yeah. we all have a choice um, how we spend our time. But even, say, you know, in a social in, uh, interaction, you know you go for you go for a dog walk for instance and you know somebody you meet on the dog walk you smile and say hello to them they yeah. smile and say hello and it, it and it will boost your day and their day at the same time and in, in a way you've had a you've had an interaction and it's not leading but yeah. it's just an interaction and everything about um leadership you know comes back to those human interactions because even though we've got ai and we've got, you know, all the internet. It's the talk of, of the town got, again, yeah, exactly, right? Yeah, we had yeah. someone only last week, James. I think we were talking about Chat GPT, where yeah, and and there was a suggestion that we are actually in in a significant point in time. Yeah, we're not quite sure where this is going, but something significant is happening, and exactly. it will happen very very quickly. Yeah. So, does it, in some ways, undermine the role of leadership? Or I think I'm of the view that it actually doubles down on leadership that it becomes even more important is again fair comment or? absolutely i mean i think it, all the, the whole um you know lockdown and being in covid has shown that that sort of um being cut off from other people really did affect lots and lots of people um and um and so you know whether we've got artificial intelligence or not and all the other things that might be happening there's we're still human you know, we need that connection don't absolutely, we absolutely yeah, yeah and the human proximity yeah with, and I suppose we're all trying to find the balance. Right. Tell me a little bit about your thoughts of, I've been here too, and I know it's difficult when you're uh, a solopreneur <laughs> or where you're a small boutique, and I've worked in both those environments, but you're actually servicing the biggest organizations on the planet. Yeah. And so it's incredibly exciting to say, my word, we're actually providing products or services to you know, FTSE 100 or S&P companies but there's a downside too, isn't there? We are a very, very small cog in the enormous wheel. And then they say to you, yes, we love your work. Come in and we'll pay you in 180 days. And you're thinking, I'm a small business. So what are your thoughts in relation yeah. to, to having that opportunity where you're very small and nimble and agile and creative and you're providing products or services to the super huge? Yeah. What are the tensions there? Well, I was going to actually touch on the opportunity first, actually, if you don't sure. mind, which is really the expertise that you bring. So you, know, you talked about creativity and innovation in that. But what I think the large uh, companies often miss is because they're so, they are so big, yes. is that they, they can't possibly have specialists in every single area. And the companies I'm, I work with uh, routinely are specialists in their field who absolutely know their right, stuff. Right, they know their stuff. Exactly. And where um, companies are, are having to you know freeze headcount or even make redundancies, sadly, right. um, they are looking to these uh, external boutiques and, and uh, consultancies who are really specialist and really expert in their field to bring that expertise to them. And th and what's beautiful about it is, of course, they, they can buy that expertise on a project basis if they need to or on a retainer basis if they want to. Yeah. But they can dial it up and dial it down. It's so easy, actually, in and out. Absolutely. Okay. And so it's brilliant for the for the big businesses that they've got this expertise they can call on. And, and then those um, agencies have this sort of specialist area of knowledge and they really dig deep into that, that, um, that specialism. And they can go to an organization and say in our experience because we've done what you're asking us to do five times already this week so we really know what the prices should be yeah. from your supplier and we really know how uh you know the, the whole wholesaler should work and we know what's going on with the legislation 
you can't possibly know that as a massive organisation with with a team that's being really pressured on on every count. So that's that's the opportunity, and that's what okay. is exciting. And what have you found to be some of the big challenges with the uh, you know the, the kind of I'm so look I'm excited I'm working for this, and then oh wow the reality is it's the slow decision making. Right. So sometimes we um, we end up speaking to the right person at the at the a big corporate yep. and they're really excited about it but then they've got to go up <laughs> the chain to get approval three months later and then procurement's got to get involved and so on and so on so that's the challenge of, of actually getting the decision made and then getting it moving but once they've got moving um it, it they tend to stay with this i mean certainly the small businesses i work with they have got had these these big clients sometimes for, for decades a lot of loyalty there yeah absolutely if you're yeah, doing a yeah. good job yeah i think it's a human connection again though I think it's those. Well, know. there's there's the challenge as well. Have you ever had the experience where you're you're really super connected to someone in the organisation and then they leave? Yeah. And actually, that was your sole or primary connection. And yeah. when they've gone, everyone's like, "Well, we don't really know you." Yeah. Or someone yeah. else comes in and says, "Well, yeah, but I've got my own preferences and suppliers," and yeah. and then it becomes. So. Yeah. That's a challenge as well, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Because it can be. So it's very uh, connected to the the human piece, but then it's also. It can just dis- dissolve. Yeah, so that's why I encourage the people not not just to have one connection with the organisation, but to try and have multiple connections. So it's sort of digging deep. But the beauty of it as well is that when that person does leave, they quite often take them with. Them. Well, that's, so that you're right. There's the there's so the yin to the yang. They've gone and it's undermined your relationship. But they say, hey, I'm at this new. But then there's a lag, isn't there? Because yeah. they've got to have their feet. Yeah. So it could take another six to nine months before that comes Absolutely. up. So there's, there's all of these dynamics going on yeah. for anyone who is running a, a small or medium business, but is playing with the supersized businesses in there as well now i know you've got a bit of a five-point plan which we're going to share with listeners and those viewing as well five-point plan for anyone just uh, things to focus on in relation yeah. to their ability to not only just run the business but also look after themselves is that a fair comment absolutely yeah i think there's some people certainly who reach out to me wanting some coaching is that they are they find themselves in a situation where they're just not quite it's not quite right. There's something just not quite working mm. and they don't know whether it's you know, it might be because they're working too hard and they just find they're too stressed or they, they, they want to make a change and they don't know what that is. Or, right. you know, they're, just, or they're, they're feeling like they're not leading their team very well. They, they feel like they're an inspirational leader that they'd like to be. And um, I sort of encourage them to sort of say, OK, well, let, you just need to carve out some time. Um, so the five point plan is about uh, acknowledging the need for change is the first bit yep. knowing you, you need to change and then being open to doing something about it I think so, so let me let me take it through yeah, yeah. In, uh, so as people are listening and watching so the five point plan and I, i'm glad you mentioned the word time because that's the level of for all of us I don't care how successful or how much money you've got no. guess what you still got mm-hmm. the same amount of time yeah um so the first one is be open to change so help help me understand that from a, a leader of an sme what do you mean by be open to change I think it's quite um, difficult sometimes when you've uh, started a business, you're passionate about the thing that you that you make or the service that you offer, yep. and you just sort of go along doing and making it up as you go along, as we talked about earlier, yeah. and you're just sort of going through the motions. But actually, sometimes you need to go stop and go, actually, is that the right, is that the right thing? That's hard and to do if it's just yeah, you, though, right? Really hard. Yeah, really, okay. really hard. And then to acknowledge that actually, you know, the way you've always done it, say you've been in business for 10 or 15 years might not necessarily be the be the best way now you know yes. I, I know on your podcast you've talked to a lot of people about culture and purpose and that sort of thing and it's absolutely key yeah. you know you can't avoid it no i agree that people need to know their purpose and they want to feel like they're working for an organization that has a purpose and that they contribute to that so 
um, yeah, to, to be open to change is to say, actually, do you know what? I might have been doing it like that for the last 10 years, but maybe I need to look at something different now. Um, it's having the humility to also say, hang on, I, I'm it. wise or experienced in X, but yeah. actually, am I seeing this right? Yeah. And yeah. challenging myself, yeah. and what am I not seeing that I should be seeing? So, yeah, I think there's... And that's yeah. good advice to anyone in any business, can I just say, about being able to change. Yeah. That's for sure. But you also talked about purpose, and that's the second point of the plan, isn't it? Know your purpose. So yeah. tell me a little bit about the advice you're giving to people that you're working with. Yeah. So um, are you a vegetarian? I'm not. Okay. But imagine you are a vegetarian. Do I have to? I'm just- <laughs> We'll edit that bit out. No, we won't. <laughs> Imagine you're a vegetarian. I am. I say to you, hi, here's a bacon sandwich. What's your answer? I'm trying very hard now to, <laughs> to, to, to actually, yes, no, I would be, no, that's not for it's me. It's an easy it's no. not for me, Kate. It's a As no. a vegetarian, it's an easy no. And likewise, if I said to you, I'm hoping you're a law-abiding assistant, if I said to you, I'm fancying uh, robbing a bank next week, right. would you like to come and join well, me? Well, the, the, the ex-police officer room, would probably exactly. advise, advise it. you that, that. that it's not a good idea. Yeah. Or, it's an easy no. It's right? an easy no. Okay, so if you know your values, you yep. know who you are as a person, you know your principles, your, your, your really strongly, firmly held beliefs, then you know your boundaries. It's, yeah. it, it, decisions are easy. Um, and so, you know, if, if say one of your, your values <laughs> is adventure and somebody offers you a job where you're stuck behind a desk and you're never going to go anywhere yeah. and you're, you only get, you know, a two weeks holiday because it's in the States, you're just not going to, you know, it's just a no. So um, if you if you know what your values are, and, and that can be you know, as simple as doing, a, you know, just sort of sitting and thinking, actually, what, what really is important to me? Or there's a, you know, there's lots of yeah. values exercises you can do, which I obviously have one that you can do with me. Get um, hold of Kate, contact Kate <laughs> yeah. immediately. Uh, but there are free apps and things like that that you can do. You don't have to be a vegetarian don't. either. No, you don't. <laughs> you don't. It's not compulsory. I'm not one either. Um, but um, yeah, so to, to know your values is a really good start yes. to finding out what your purpose is. Okay. Because if you know, you know your your as I say, your your beliefs and your and your purpose, your your principles, then you can work out what your purpose is and what you want to do in life. And and you know, so many people now are wanting to do much more for their community or wanting to do things about sustainability and yeah. you know and and th- th- those things. You know, you can. This is super important. Yeah, absolutely. And even if you work for a business that you think, oh, that actually doesn't have anything to do with sustainability. Yeah. You, they can still make their contribution, and you can go and say to the management, "Do you know what? I'd like to be a champion of change. Can I be the net zero champion, or whatever it is?" I, I had this conversation actually on Monday with the three hundred leaders, and it's something that I've. Carol Kaufman came on the show, yeah. and she talked about her purpose, and I was blown away by just how eloquent and and how much she had thought about it. Mm. And I'm work in progress. So off the back of that, I've started to think about what, how would I craft my own personal purpose. And and I ask anyone and everyone to do that. And if you need to contact Kate to help, please do, because you're right. That's the north star. It's working out what your non-negotiables are. It, it's much easier, especially in a crisis, to know what you will and won't do. Mm-hmm. And then if you are growing a company as well, your your values and your purpose are going to shine through. Yeah. This is the culture of the organization you're creating as well. But the thing that people need to do is take some time to really sit down and work it out. Yeah. Because I think a lot of leaders still can't verbalize or with clarity what it is. Absolutely. Because they think, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm very extrovert, I'm very this, oh, I think I'm that. But it's a little bit nebulous. Yeah. And actually it needs to be crystallized. Is that also fair? To- yeah. To Com- say completely, and if if you can't articulate your values really quickly, yes, um, then they're not in you all the time, sort of thing. So when you get asked a question, you know, when you're um, any sort of leader, but particularly in small businesses, there are so many decisions to make yeah. all the time. Whether it's 
shall we get a coffee machine or shall we you know uh, open up a, an office in germany whatever the yeah. decision is if you know your values you just it's just much easier to make decisions and and, and know that they they are in alignment with that more difficult to pressure test isn't it i think if you just if you just don't have that yeah. so no that's a that's a, a really strong theme i think in all the conversations that i'm having with people on knowing your purpose uh number three point three you talk about time to think yeah and i'll tell you a funny story i was working with a, a, a large multinational where the single biggest change that was made was from the ceo and his ex-con team downwards was just taking the time to block out their diary to think because it was back to back to back to back and as we've heard busy is the new stupid so tell me a little bit about the advice you're giving people about time to think I think it's all with all the things I talk about with time it's all about habits you know and and James Clear talks about habits brilliantly and I won't try and uh, uh, you know nick his ideas but you know if you want to know more about habits read read something uh, that he's written okay Um, but it's it's about sort of just being intentional and deliberate and and um, and focused on Doing, you know, yeah, as I say, so, yeah, blocking out time. So if, if I said to you, um, yeah, do you know I forgot to brush my teeth this morning? I didn't bother getting dressed. Is it okay if I've come in my pajamas? We would have said like, yes, by the way. <laughs> just so you know, we're, we're, we're like that. We're completely, yeah, <laughs> super relaxed here. Um, you know, you you know, it, it's it's because it's a habit. I always do it, you know, and I always take the dog for a walk every right. every morning, even though I had to go in the dark this morning because yeah. I was coming here. You know, I still do it anyway. And I think if you just make it a non-negotiable that you are going to take time to do the things that you need to do. And one of them is, you know, if you're a leader, you do need time to think. You can't be constantly, um, yeah, what did I say before? Juggling plates and spinning balls. That was it. (laughs) (laughs) You can't keep doing that. No, it's impossible. But I think also, do you find that leaders tend to, um, in some ways, undervalue time? Because time, I've got to fill time. I've got to be busy. It's this meeting. Yeah. It's this conference. It's this, and actually, we can't we can't run like that. We're not no. supercomputers. We actually need time to say, "Hang on, what has happened? Absolutely. Reflect, plan, and make decisions yeah. that yeah. are smart." So, well, we, as I said before, we've all got choices to make, and we've got choices. choice, you know, choice how we how we spend our time. And uh, you know, the, uh, one of my clients actually was saying to me the other day that we've got choices how we live our lives, and we think, oh, I've got to do this because I've got to pay the mortgage, or I've got to do this because, yes, um, I don't know, you know, my kids are at private school or whatever it is. But actually, you could you could undo those choices if you wanted to. They are still your choices. You could go and live in a bedsit if you wanted to, yeah. and you know, or live on a beach somewhere. We're not as I'm stuck just, as we think we are, no, are we? No, we really we, can. Yeah, we get. We and get I think as uh, it's actually freezing cold in London, I always think to myself, I could be living somewhere hot, couldn't I? Maybe I don't know. Yeah. Oh no! <laughs> so time to think, and and time is a real theme here. So I move on to point number four: time to lead. Yeah. So again, tell me what you the advice you're giving people in relation to that. Nobody wants a boss that tells them how busy they are all the time. You know, they want a boss who'll just sit, put the pen down close the laptop and look at them in the eye and say hi how are you the human can because that's actually valuing the person absolutely otherwise absolutely. it's just i'm busy yeah. i know we're coming back to the busy 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 again yeah. aren't we yeah busy fool um and you know i i don't i don't <clears> believe <throat> that anybody gets up in the morning and thinks oh, how can i be a bit less than average today how can I sort of, yeah, not really put in, you know, what I, I don't think anybody's deliberate. Or about how being, can I be a toxic boss today? Yeah, 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 I, yeah. I, people aren't really, <laughs> no. well, I doubt, No. <laughs> thinking that way. No, 
and it's sort of by accident. But I think a lot, you know, a lot of team members who are disengaged, demotivated, not not putting the effort in, yeah. are doing so because they don't get the purpose. They feel that they've been disrespected in some way. They're not feeling listened to, and it's all that sort of, you know, it's amateur psychology. I'm not a psychologist, but it's my view is that people who behave badly are doing so because they're hurt in some way. Right. And so, as a leader, if you can spend time with somebody to say, I noticed that. You don't seem like you know, like you're enjoying your job at the moment. And I wondered, you know, what what can we do about that together? Yeah. What a completely different conversation from saying, "Why aren't you doing this?" Well, sometimes I talk about it's the leader's ability to be vigilant mm. and curious, mm. and yeah. to pick up on those weak signals. Maybe something's not right, and then yeah. to have the time to sit down and say, "Yeah, what's going on right now? Is there anything I can do to help?" Or, yeah. or even just sometimes listen. Yeah, can't solve, but let me just listen. Yeah. So that vigilance and curiosity piece, I think, is is massive in relation to you know the, the focus of this podcast, human-centered leadership. Yeah. So it's nice to that you talk about that that time to lead. And again, it's that I, I, a former guest also said leadership is energy expensive. You've got to really spend the time leading the people mm. who you're reliant on yeah. for the business. Yeah. That comment again? Absolutely. I mean, they can't be expected to know your expectations if you don't tell them. No. What's <laughs> <laughs> in my head? Go on, guess. Tell yeah. me. Yeah. And then get it wrong. Yeah. Okay, uh, and then again, we're, we're on the theme of time for the final point is time for you. Now, let's talk about this in relation to looking after self because yeah. we talk about leadership in a very simplified way. We talk about leading self, leading others, leading the organization. Mm. But I always say it's got to start with leading yourself mm. because if, if that isn't right, then you're really going to you know, portray the right or the wrong behaviors. Yeah. So yeah. tell me a little bit about what you mean by time for you. Um, well, it, it's it's a little bit about the culture as well. So right. if you're de- if you are constantly rushing about and running in and out and being all you know, I'm so stressed. You're you're demonstrating that you think that's acceptable, mm. or in fact, in, even encouraged. So if you can be, I mean, I'm sure you've had bosses before where you've you've looked at them and you think, wow, they're so calm and they just know what they're doing and they're in control i want to i want to be like that well the mirroring takes follow. place yeah absolutely and you know it uh, and the, and the boss that's that's going going around like a whirling dervish you, you sort of think oh okay do they know what they're doing to do, do or is that do? what i need to do to be successful absolutely that's the, the, yeah the, it's, it's confusing the difficult question yeah, yeah yeah okay so so there's that bit there's sort of the the, the demonstrating the culture that you want uh, your your team to have but also it's looking after yourself as you said so you know whether that's um you know taking time for yourself that you're not working you know sit, you know 20 hour days seven days a week um or if you if it means mindfulness and meditation mm. gratitude i mean so, all these things are so simple and so so um and free yeah. actually <laughs> you know that's the other thing you don't need to spend loads and loads of money on i know every time i brush my teeth Whilst I'm brushing my teeth, I'm just going to be thinking calm thoughts about how the day's going to go, and I'm going to be, you know, a, a, a leader that has yeah. a, a clear vision, a clear purpose, and time for my people. Fantastic. It's not a bad setup, is it, for the day? No. <laughs> really? No. no. So, so, they, so, be able to change, know your purpose, time to think, time to lead, and time for you. That you know, uh, all of these. If you're listening to this and or watching, indeed, and think to yourself, yeah, yeah, I know that. We do a lot of this. We do know, but we yeah. again, we're just not being purposeful in relation to. Hang on, but how do I action that yeah. for myself and for my people? Otherwise, it just becomes, as I heard somewhere, shelf development, yeah. rather as opposed to self development. <laughs> yeah. how, how do people connect with you? Carry on the conversation. Get some more details on this, and and, and get some guidance or advice. How do they connect with you, Kate? 
well, as you said earlier, I've got an unusual name, so I'm hoping people will remember. You have a fantastic name. Thank you. Um, I inherited the middle one, <laughs> the waterfall one, yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's Kate Waterfall Hill, so I'm basically all over social media. So I'm, but my, And TikTok. And including TikTok. <laughs> yeah, I just joined TikTok 10 days ago, and it's gone crazy. You're like a TikTok superstar already <laughs> yeah. in a week. I'll, I'll, I'll leave you my autograph, and you can sell it on eBay. There we go. Um, yeah, so LinkedIn probably is the best place to so get So Kate me. Waterfall Hill, LinkedIn, yeah, uh, yeah. or Insta, t- you'll, you'll find you there. Yeah. Um, is there a, a, a website or URL you want to direct anyone Absolutely, to? Absolutely, waterfallhill.co.uk. Simple and, as that. And if you want the guide, it's waterfallhill.co.uk forward slash impactful underscore leadership. Great. Well, Kate, you know I'm going to ask you this question. What's the best leadership advice that you've given or received that kind of comes to the front of your thinking? I would say don't forget we're all human and by that I mean you yourself are human and you need looking after, mm. but all the people you interact with are human. So if you can have some compassion and empathy for the humans around you, the world would be a better place. And however good AI gets, it's never going to take that challenge away, is it? Absolutely. To be really, really human. So, you know, everyone listening, you know the focus for me is human-centered leadership, and that's not going away anytime soon, is it? Even in this very, very fast-moving world. Kate, you've been an absolute star. Thanks so much for taking the time to come into the studio and have a conversation. I hope you've had fun. I have loved it. Thank We've even so had much. James uh, chuckling in the background as well. I could hear that. So, Must be good. Which is good, but thanks so much indeed. Have a great journey. Thank you very much indeed. All right. Thanks. Join us again next week for more tips and strategies on the Leadership Enigma. We'd love to hear your comments on today's show, as well as suggestions for future topics and guests. Get in touch with your host on LinkedIn or visit the dedicated website, www.leadersenigma.com, powered by Transform Performance International, where you can access our exclusive learning, including books, videos, bonus content, assessments, and more. Please don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe on all your major podcast platforms. Thanks for listening.